Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. One, two, three. It's a hard next life. It is a hard next life. A hard next life. Oh, it's a hard next life. It's a hard next life. It is a hard next life. A hard next life. Oh, it's a hard next life. No one deserves a winner more than Nick fans. I know it's been tough, but. My pledge is we are going to work tirelessly and we are going to build this the right way to bring you a winner. What up, Knicks fans? And what is up, Barry motherfucking D? What is up, Craig? And what is up to Jay Edgar Hooper? That was no, that was, I can't do that. I can't do what I just did. Yeah, what are you, fucking announcing a starting lineup or something? (laughs) Hooper! J. Edgar Hooper! You like Oprah? (laughs) And what is up, J. Parquet, J. Garcia, J. Edgar Hooper, everyone's favorite and everyone's most hated. Or E.J. Hooper. A whole new one, E.J. Hooper. It's just every, every week there's another one or two names. It's great. We're off to a great start here, I can just tell. And we could tell when we all hooked up before that Jason's internet is not going well. And in this dialogue right now, I can barely hear what you're saying. Barry, you with you with me? He's breaking up. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's not uh, 100%, that's for sure. The only good thing is that Jason really doesn't add much to the show, so... That's hurtful. Not much to be missed. Yeah. All right, for anybody uh, who listens to our show and likes it, please go on iTunes, go on Spotify, wherever you listen. Leave us a five-star rating. Leave us a positive review. This was a great week for reviews. So our begging and pleading last week really came through. Did you guys see all the reviews we got? I did not. I saw maybe two. We finally got that The Boys Showering in Gym Class review bumped down twice. Two reviews replaced it. So that was exciting. And it's time to go through this week's reviews of J. Edgar Hooper. You guys excited? (laughs) I am. I can't wait to hear. Listen, there's not that much Knicks to talk about, so we got to fill some time. The Knicks have still not made, and we were delaying the podcast this week in hopes that it was coming, and it doesn't look like it's coming this week. No, so here it looks we like are. not even done with their fucking interview process. It's like they're still going to interviews, which we'll get to later. But for now, Jay, I didn't forget you. We've got the latest reviews of Jay Edgar Hooper. All right, let's hear it. And these are real, Jay. I promise you. So we got four four reviews, actually. We just got another one, amazingly. I didn't even see this one before we came on. And I check this shit very often. Four just of me or four for the show? Since our last show, we got five five reviews, which is great. We got... I'm just going to read the ones related to J. Edgar Hooper. <laughs> uh, this is from Nick at Night. Subject is Great Pod, Barry, and Craig. It's not, not starting off really good. In the body of the review, it says, J. Edgar Hooper needs work. (laughs) All right. Listen, I've only been at this a couple of weeks, you know, a month. We got a five-star rating in spite of you, J. Edgar. Okay. J. Edgar Hooper, the Kevin Knox of the Hard Knicks Life podcast. There you go. But because I am fair, I'm going to read even the positive ones, Jay. I I appreciate that. Because the one right after that, 
on Monday. The subject of this is president of the J. Edgar Hooper fan club. Very nice. I like it. I will say that this, it says it's John from Virginia Beach, which is the same guy that called in last week. (laughs) No. Yes, he left a written review now. He said, this last pod was the funniest thing I've listened to in weeks. The whole loon convo, it's short for conversation, was hilarious and trying to get Mr. Hooper, trying to get Mr. Hooper, (laughs) trying to get Mr. Hooper to talk about the crumb cakes was great. His dry humor adds a lot. It always makes my day to listen to the pod. There you go. Jay, how does that make you feel? It makes me feel good. John's a fan. That's good. You know what? I, and I'm a fan of John's. He's, he seems like a good guy. He's the president of the Mr. Hooper Club. Mr. Hooper, is that like a sitcom? Hanging with, with Mr. Yeah, hanging, hanging with Mr. Hanging with Mr. Oh, Cooper. 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 Maybe yeah. that's what your new segment should be, Hanging with Mr. Cooper. How many fucking names are we going to have for this new segment? No, well, it would be Hanging with Mr. Hooper. I said that oh, weeks Mr. ago, Cooper. and you were like, that's stupid. That is the most brilliant name I ever thought. Hanging with Mr. Hooper. <laughs> it, is, it is brilliant now. Yeah. Oh, now it is. When I say you're like, yeah, no, we're not doing that. But now, now it's brilliant. Okay, here we go. We got another one from the real R.J. Barrett. Subject is hilarious and informative. Five stars, guys. These are incredible. <laughs> Arguably one of the best sports podcasts I've ever listened to. I always get a laugh out of listening to Barry and Craig's commentary of Knicks news. It's especially funny nowadays since they make fun of E.J. Hooper's borderline unenthusiastic vibe on the side. What a perfect review. And that is basically why we brought you on here, Jay. That's fine. I'm okay right. with that. No offense. I'm not doing anything else, so, you know. <laughs> and then one just came in. Great podcast. Great chemistry from everyone. Give J. Edgar Hooper more time for the news. Young players slash podcasters can't develop without experience. Stay safe, Jay, Barry, and Craig. It's like that. It's like Barry said. I'm the Kevin Knox of the podcast. Now I'm not... suddenly, I'm getting third billing here. Stay safe, Jay, Barry, and Craig. <laughs> so those came in. Great stuff. Thank you to everyone. It doesn't stop there, though. We got an email about Jay Edgar Hooper, which I will put on the screen so that Jason believes me. This one is from Brandon. He says Garcia, and then he's got a GIF. Is it a GIF or a GIF? I think it's a GIF. Jeff, it's that. What's that movie? That's um. Oh, drum whiplash. Oh, it's whiplash. Whiplash. Right. whiplash. The instructor from Whiplash, with the with the little quote, "Not quite my tempo." And then Brandon <laughs> wrote, "But I'm seeing progress, just a little. We are headed in the right direction. Confidence. He's telling you to have confidence. Okay. And then it doesn't even stop there. Jay Edgar. I mean, people are talking. What else you got? Yo, what up, Craig? What up, Barry? My name is Harry. I'm from Queens, New York. Uh, I just wanted to say that your guys' show is fucking fantastic. Andrew J. Hooper, you got to work on your introduction a little bit more. I still don't think it's that great. Needs a little bit more pizzazz. He said you got to work on something a little bit more. Still not that great. You need some pizzazz. Is he leaving this voicemail from a hot air balloon? (laughs) He's on his way somewhere in a hot air balloon. So that was really it, probably on J. Edgar, but let's listen to the rest of the voicemail. Great job on the 60-second news. Oh, shit, it wasn't. that We weren't done with Jay Edgar. He likes the news. <laughs> Definitely gotten better. You're getting better with your timing. Jay's gotten better with his timing. A lot of that is the editing afterwards. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I have no idea how I'm doing on time. I just I just talk until I'm done. If it sounds like last week Jay just snuck it in, you might want to go back and see how it timed out. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> well, thanks, Harry. Pretty good, guys. Okay. How are you guys doing before we move on to Nick's? 
Jay is back on Long Island. Back on Long Island. Back in the confines of my of my own home. Not getting cursed out anymore for wearing masks. No, no. <laughs> it's always good. Possibility that I have COVID. What do you mean? Since you got back? Yeah, I've been sick since uh, we got back Saturday night and I uh, have some COVID-related symptoms. And I went to the doctor on Tuesday. And so they jammed that big Q-tip up both of my nostrils and brushed my brain. They go up both nostrils when they do that shit? Oh, yeah, they do both. Yeah. And so hopefully tomorrow I'll have the results. If not tomorrow, probably Saturday. So, mm. yeah. Wow. So that's cool. And what are your COVID-related symptoms? Lack of <sighs> um, energy? Chills, fatigue. Because <laughs> I've been feeling like you had, have had COVID for a few no. weeks now. If that's the case. Actually, not a few weeks. Pretty much, it would explain your entire life. No. Well, <laughs> yeah, a bunch of different things. I had a rash on my arms. All right. Yeah, so I went on Tuesday. Went again today because I'm no better. They took blood today. I also had to provide them with a stool sample. <laughs> Wait, what? Is that yeah. normal? Did you know that ahead of time going in? I, I didn't. Well, when I went there what? today, they sent me home with a kit and I had to bring it back oh. afterwards. Yeah. I've done the stool sample. Because yep. uh, they think I might. it's possible to have like a parasite if it's not COVID. Hmm. So yeah, I had to do that. That was pleasant. I mean, it's not that unpleasant. You just take shits all the time. <laughs> the nose thing had to be worse well i mean that was quick they just kind of like jam it up there and move it around the other thing it takes a little bit of time the stool sample yeah what takes so t- well what's the big deal about that because you couldn't go well they they i had four things i had to fill up basically <laughs> you get these three little things that you open them up there's liquid in them, and you get like a spoon and you have to like oh no spoon it up and put it in there oh no yeah. no it's not pleasant <laughs> And you gotta, you can't go in the actual. You, you gotta go in like a bucket. Of course, because, you don't go in the. You know, how hard you it is going a test tube. No, no, I mean like you can't go in the toilet. I mean you can't. You gotta go in a bucket because it can't be. It, it can't be um, tainted by anything else. You gotta put it in a. You go in a bucket and then you gotta scoop it out. You so you just squat over a bucket? No, you you no you put it under you put it under the toilet seat. Oh, do they yeah. give you that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, they provide the bucket. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and what were you saying to yourself the whole time you're spooning your shit into test tubes? Did you make your kids do it? I would have made my kids do it. They would have had fun. Well, actually, I did tell I did tell my oldest, yes, that that's what I was going to have him do, that he was going to have to help. <laughs> so this is what you do for your parents when they get older. Now, do you have to, like, hold back yourself from just vomiting? No, it's your own shit. It doesn't matter if it's your own shit. If you're fucking spooning that out of a bucket, I don't care if it's my own shit or not, that's like nauseating. The thought of you that. You changed babies' diapers, Barry. It's, What's it's the big easier deal? than you think. It's different. It's easier than you think. No, it's not. Come on. I'm not, pure, I'm, not, I'm not scooping out my kid's shit out of his diaper. No, you're, 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 you're cleaning it out of the crevices yeah, yeah, of their yeah, skin. Yeah, I'm wiping. I'm wiping. It's still different. It's, no, it's not. It, it's not pleasant, but it's not as unpleasant as you would think. And and to make matters worse, both Tuesday when I went there and and Thursday, uh, the nurse at the at the walk in clinic is just incredibly attractive. Really? Oh my god, yes. She's there most of the time that I go, um, so I've seen her there before, and like, there's nothing worse than than that. She's got the mask on though, right? Oh yeah, but I've seen her before plenty of times without the mask. I was yeah. gonna I was gonna share this after your news segment later. What the hell is that? 
I was going to share this afternoon you said me because I thought this was fascinating. There was this, there was an article in the Post. It's not recent. It's from like a month ago. Hot nurse disciplined for wearing brawn panties under see-through PPE gown. Interesting. And look at this photo of of That's this ridiculous. old man. He's in the bed. Look at what he's looking at. And you then know she's, what he's thinking. What is this? Is this even real? <laughs> it's in well. You got to move post, to Russia because it's in Russia. Yeah. It says this naughty nurse is going viral. A nurse in Russia was suspended uh, after she arrived at her shift in the all-male coronavirus patient wing with no clothing except her skivvies under her transparent personal protective equipment. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to go out, might as well go out this way. Eventually, we'll get to some Nick's talk. <laughs> All right, guys. Jay, how much do you love crumb cakes? I love crumb cake. It is one of my favorite desserts of all time. <laughs> well, that is uh, just a lie. That's that's not true at all. What do you mean? You know I love my desserts. I, I love and crumb cake is one of your favorite desserts of all time? Well, they're probably all tied for first place as my favorite. Pies, cookies, brownies, cakes, crumb cakes. Well, if any of you want the best crumb cake in the world, you can get it at clarksonavcrumb.com. With flavors like classic crumb, blackout, salted caramel, and Brooklyn Joe, your taste buds will thank you, and they're available in two sizes, classic 8 by 8 inch size cakes, or the Crumpkins. So, take a trip down Clarkson Avenue and Crumb, get some. Visit www.clarksonavcrumb.com. Use promo code HARDNIXLIFE for 23% off your order. How is the desserts in... Uh... I feel like this is becoming the Jay Edgar show, Barry. Yeah, enough. Enough with Jay Edgar. Barry, right. how are you? He has his own personal segment later in the show. Why do we have to, you know... People care about you more than anyone in this show, so how are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing just fine. Yeah, I can't complain. Fantastic. Well, Jay's becoming more interesting than you. So, well, let's talk about some Knicks. I was convinced the Knicks were going to name a coach this week, and I was convinced it was going to be Tibbs. Thibodeau, Tibbs. I'm still convinced it's going to be Tibbs. But there's some people questioning that because apparently Kenny Atkinson was interviewed again this week, either his second or his third time. It's unclear. Have you guys heard anything about that? Was it his second or his third? I heard it was his second. I heard it was his third. There you go. It was initially reported that it was his third, and then later sources said it was his second. Right. So I think how the week went was Tibbs was the heavy favorite, still is the heavy favorite. You didn't hear any developments as far as contracts, so people started to talk, saying, well, everyone thinks they're getting the assistant coaches in line. Woodson's going to be beneath them. No. Mike Miller, they're trying to get that all figured out. And then you all of a sudden hear about Kenny Atkinson, that he's getting interviewed again for whatever time it is. Then people even start speculating, well, maybe Kenny Atkinson's going to be underneath Thibodeau, which is a little hard to believe. That's not happening. You don't think it's a possibility? I mean, it's not like he's got this massive no. track record. He's I don't think it, I don't once. think I don't think Woodson's going to be hired as on the staff. I don't think really? Kid's going to be hired on the staff. I certainly well, don't definitely, think Atkinson. Kid is not going to be on the staff 100%. I think that there's a strong chance it's Woodson beneath Thibodeau. Woodson's an assistant coach. He's not going to get another head coach job this year. He's not. <sighs> I don't I don't see it happening. I just don't. I think that there will be one or two assistants hired out of the candidates that they interviewed, but I don't think it's going to be one of those guys. It's going to, you know, end up being uh like Jamal Mosley, uh Will Hardy. Oh like wow, one you're of those just going with randoms, just randoms. You know, it's going to be like, you know, a lateral move, you know, for for one of those guys. I'm telling you there's no way that Woodson's not underneath Thibodeau. I think it's ha- it's definite. We'll see. If it's Thibodeau, we will see. I think it's highly unlikely that Atkinson is 
an associate head coach or whatever you want to call him. But like Jay said, he doesn't have a, an amazing track record and experience as a head coach. I don't know if he's going to instantly get a job this offseason, especially given everything that's going on. Uh, you've heard a lot of teams aren't going to make a lot of moves with their teams this offseason, you know, given the short turnaround, there might not be as many job openings as normal. The Knicks and the Nets like to play little games with each other. It's not just the fan bases that like to play games. The organizations do too, okay? They like to to try to show, no, we're better than you. No, we are. And this, the Knicks interviewing Atkinson multiple times is just so that they can not offer him any position at all and say, yeah, that's right. You're not good enough for the New York Knicks. That's ridiculous. What? That no, is insane. That is the most, that is the that craziest. It's, I'm telling it's little, thing. little games that they're playing. They're interviewing Kenny Atkinson more than once. Not to see if he's... You're laughing. Like, you don't even believe this. <laughs> Not to see if he's qualified for the floating. job. They want to just, like, rub the Nets organization's face in the dirt. Just to say that that coach you fired, he, he was he was really... He was really shitty. Subliminally. I don't... Honestly, Barry, I don't even understand what you're talking about. Subliminal. That, that's a subliminal move. They haven't won more than like 25 games in how long? I don't think that they would be engaged in. Wait, explain know. to me, Barry. Why does interviewing him twice make this theory more believable than just interviewing him once and saying he's not right? Because when you honestly look at the situation, yes, th- he deserves to be in the running for head coach. <laughs> but come on, ultimately, Tom Thibodeau is going to be the ca- the hire. Okay. That, that's all there is to it. Now, what's the delay? Let's speculate about what is taking so long. Probably lining up the staff, right? It was also reported. Why? Why? Why Why do they need to line up the staff to, to announce Thibodeau as the hire? Is Thibodeau's hiring dependent on who he can get beneath him? Well, look, we know that the front office wants to be involved, right, in hiring the That's what we've heard. The coaches. We've and heard we've heard that, that Thibodeau is open to that. That's right. By all accounts, he's open to it. Now, before you go on, what do you think of that? Do you think we've I, we've spoken in the past about how we think the coach needs to be the one? And I really do believe that. I don't think that the Knicks, I don't think that Dolan or Leon or World Wide West should be dictating who is beneath the coach because there's a certain level of trust you have to have of your assistant coaches. You have to know that they're doing everything in their power to make you and the team succeed because they have loyalty towards you. We, and if you just bring in some guy who wants your job, why is that assistant coach going to give all the advice, give ev- give everything he has to, to make Thibodeau succeed if he doesn't have a loyalty towards him and the franchise? There does need to be a loyalty for everybody involved. But I think this also can explain why they haven't announced the hire yet. Even though the front office wants to help with the, the you know, kind of form this coaching staff, they do respect Thibodeau's opinion and they want him to be involved. So they probably all, Thibodeau probably already knows he's got the job, okay? I know nothing's been, you know, mentioned about contract negotiations, but I bet you they're sitting with him and they're kind of forming his staff. And before Thibodeau, maybe before Thibodeau agrees to take this job, he wants to make sure he's comfortable with the coaching staff. But everybody does have to be on the same page. The front office can't just leave it to Tom Thibodeau. All right. The, the, everybody needs to be on the same page where this organization is going forward. Thibodeau has to be on the same page with who he's comfortable working with, and they have to have the same ideals um, and coaching methods that he believes in. Right? Are you with me? 
Yeah, no, it makes, I think you're making sense. You're making sense. I think that's a great reason for why nothing's been finalized with Thibodeau. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah, it's certainly possible that that they are trying to figure out who that coaching staff is and they're working together. And maybe the Knicks aren't just going to say, all right, these are your coaching, this is your coaching staff. But what do you think about this guy? You know, what do you think about that guy? What about you think about these guys together? And they're trying to figure it all out and let him be involved. That could be taking a, a little yeah, bit of time. I mean, Thibodeau has experience not only as a coach, but, you know, in as a, you know, president of a team as well, like making decisions. We know that, you know, he had that position in Minnesota doing double duty. Double duty. Jay, how does that make you feel? It makes me think of Jason's double duty, yeah, triple me duty. me too. Jason's test tubes and duty. <laughs> right. Do we know, do we know if any of his old assistant coaches from Minnesota or Chicago, or do, do we know if any of them are working right now? Like, are they on any of the teams that are in, in the bubble? So maybe he's just waiting to, to formulate a staff because some of the people he wants on a staff are still, you know, doing stuff right now. I mean, if that was the case, then they have to just, they wouldn't be waiting. You know, I mean, what are they just going to wait till teams are out of the bubble? I mean, until they get eliminated? We'll be waiting a long time if that's the case. And that would take a lot of research, Jay, for us to figure out <laughs> if any of that's true. Oh, I'm not saying we should. I'm, I just want <laughs> off the top of your head, I was wondering. It's certainly possible, but I can't imagine some third assistant that we don't even haven't even heard their name is going to hold up the whole process. What about a rumor? Could John Calipari be re-entering his name into the mix? I don't remember where I heard this, but given the uncertainty of of just sports in general, college basketball next year, maybe I don't know if we've heard exactly what's going to happen. That we know there was no NCAA tournament this year. There's kind of a big gap there for Calipari. Maybe his recruiting takes a hit because of everything going on. Any reason why maybe he would all of a sudden be interested in this, this, these final weeks at maybe landing a big contract with the Knicks? I'm not even going to entertain that, <laughs> that idea. He's got a lot of ties, a lot of ties to everybody that's now with the Knicks. And he's always been tied to the Knicks. Kevin Knox, Leon Rose, World Wide West, the Knicks, New York. Would that help us get Devin Booker? Devin Booker. What if all these things are falling into place? I mean, listen, the only reason he'd come is because he wants to... I don't think it'd be for money. I mean, the man's got so much money, it's ridiculous. Kentucky has, has paid him so much money. I mean, I would think if he did, it would only be because he wants to improve upon what he sucked with the Nets. But then if that's the case, why would you want to take on the Knicks job, you know? You would think if you wanted to try and change the narrative about your NBA coaching career, you'd want to take on a good job. And- well, Calipari is also one of those guys, though, that thinks he's pretty much God. So <laughs> I guarantee you he thinks he could turn the Knicks around to become the savior of New York City. Leon Rose wants to make a big splash with this team, and it's going to start with his first big hire of head coach, and it's not going to be John Calipari. He wants to make a big splash. John Calipari is the biggest splash you can make. Bigger splash than 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 Tom Thibodeau. What do you mean by splash? Are you, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. It's it's Thibodeau times a thousand if the Knicks hired John Calipari. Oh, it's not even close. I mean, that's huge news. That would be huge. There is no bigger name in coaching, I think, that you could hire right now than him. I mean, it's not happening, but I did read it, and it was worth bringing up. Because what else are we going to fucking talk about? How about let's talk some Frank Nilakina, guys. You excited about this? Frank Nilakina is going to be playing in the French Summer League. I couldn't be less excited about Frank Nilakina. <laughs> I couldn't be more excited. I'm trying to figure out if it's possible to watch this. You wouldn't rather watch that than this NBA stuff going on? No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. For, Have for you watched second, any games? 
I watched. Watch I watched a little bit of the uh, scrimmages on the first day. Yeah, um, but I got like a little excited when I saw that he was going to be playing ball. But then I, I I thought about it to myself. There's like no NBA players playing in this league. There's like two other guys, two other no-name French guys playing in this league. It's virtually watching Frank Nilakina play in a couple of pickup games. Okay, I'm not going to sit there and watch that. I don't need to. I know what Frank gives me. Better than watching Mitch against these like five foot eight white dudes. Yeah, yeah. But how long? That's like a 10 second clip. You think I'm going to sit down and watch a game being played in France in like this bullshit summer league that they created? I'm not. It's not FIBA. I'd watch, rather watch that. Like, that I wouldn't mind watching. I'd get some other NBA talent in there. I don't need to watch Frank Nilakina play in there. He should dominate in that league. And, yeah, is it great to see Frank dominate? Yeah, that's great. It, it makes you all feel good and happy. But I, I'm not going to sit there and watch that. I don't need to. We've seen three years of Frank. We've seen flashes. I hope that he's still on the rise. Look, I was happy with Frank last year. He still didn't get enough playing time like he should have. But when he was in those games, especially late in games, I felt more confident with him running the offense of the Knicks than I did with Alfred Payton. We saw his collapses at the end of every fucking game. Dennis Smith Jr., you know, he was, unfortunately, he was garbage this year. Frank Nilakina was smooth, steady, and like I said, I felt had the most control out of those guys, specifically late in games. And hopefully this is going to be a season where he does get the right circumstance underneath him, as Leon Rose said he needed. Listen, I hope we land a LaMelo Ball or a Killian Hayes or some some point guard in the draft this year that we could really you know, stake their claim as the number one point guard of the future. And we know without a doubt that we're going to give him a majority of those minutes at point guard. He's going to start every game. He's going to get all the minutes. He's going to make the offense flow. He's going to be great with Mitch and everyone else. And I hope that Frank is that number two. Consistent number two, the first point guard off the bench. And between the two of them, it's just going to be much more stable. And like you said, Frank is just a dependable player. He's not going to do anything that blows you away, but he's going to play great D, pretty good running the offense, his shots improving. Hopefully it gets better next year. And exactly like you said, and I'm a big Frank fan, so maybe there's some bias, but I felt so much safer with him at the end of the games. He had such an impact on the defensive side of the floor, and he ran the offense well. He didn't make a lot of mistakes like Alfred would. He he was trying to feed his teammates. And you just saw the impact, especially when him and Mitch were in games, that that had on the team and how much better that team was with those guys on the floor. Leon Rose apparently had some love for Frank, even though, you know, Frank ditched him as his agent last year. But Leon had this quote. He said he wants to turn Frank into a valuable piece, thinks he can prosper in the right circumstances. But he also said some nice shit about Dennis Smith Jr. Barry, what's your thoughts on these young guys like Dennis Smith, Frank Nilakina? I know that Dennis Smith Jr. had an awful season last year. He had a lot of personal shit going on. Frank hasn't progressed like a lot of fans have wanted him to. But I'm not for just getting rid of any of these guys, especially at their lowest points. Like, you still have to see them out and see if Dennis Smith Jr. can revert a little back to what he was in his first couple seasons, see if Frank can get better. Are you on one of these fans who just wants to get rid of DSJ? I mean, kind of. It's a roster spot that I feel like can be filled by, you know, somebody with a little bit more consistent talent. All these players have upside and they have downside. And although you can although you can argue fairly easily that DSJ probably has more upside, 
I feel like he has more downside as well. Whereas Frank, you know where the bottom is. Um, I feel like there's not that there's never like that big drop off where he is going to lose you games. You basically know what you're going to get, and you hope that gradually with the right circumstances and you know more consistent playing time that he's going to improve. I just feel like with DSJ, you never know what you're going to get, and unfortunately, last season. You know, we, we saw more bad than good. Yeah, but that, that year before, we saw a lot of good in that, like, half a season. I mean, it, was, it wasn't it was amazing, but you just see him explode sometimes down the lane and throw it down. And right. you saw these great athletic feats for this little point guard. You know, there's still a lot of upside. Right. The thing is, do we need, like, athletic feats? And do we need, like, you know, these little bit. few little highlights bit. of games? Or do we need some, con- some competency, right? Some consistent competency. That's all we need. Really, especially under Tom Thibodeau, um, you know, who do you think he'd rather have to be able to coach and to lead? A guy like Frank or a guy oh, like DSJ? He, he'd love a guy like Frank. I mean, here I am talking like Thibodeau's already the coach, but he probably is. Either him or Cal. Um. <laughs> you know, Barry, you're, if you're saying, though, that, that that's probably the kind of guy that Thibodeau would like, but yet on the other side, you want LaMelo. Yes. I mean, or wouldn't you say the two are polar opposites? Um, Style of play wise, yes, I would, but I mean, I feel like I think that Lamelo's going to prosper in this league. I mean, ten times the player that DSJ is ever going to be. And Thibodeau did a, such a great job with Derrick Rose, and I think you would put him more in the Lamelo camp than Frank camp. You know, Lamelo has the potential to be such a special talent that you don't just not take him because Thibodeau likes a certain player. The Knicks desperately need a point guard. But according to Mark Berman, Frank Nilakina is going to be playing this Saturday and Sunday with other French league pros. So I'll let you watch that game and you can report to me how it was. I don't even know if we can watch it, but I'm going to look for it. Really? Yeah. And in other news, Frank signed a publishing deal with a French publisher to uh, write his autobiography. (laughs) I think. I read the same thing. There was a photo of him on Twitter. He posted a photo of him like signing something with this with this woman there were a couple books on the table that looked like kids books so i'm not sure if it's an autobiography or if it's like a children's version which i think is much more believable but he's like tw- he's like 21 what, what kind of what's in a book what is he gonna put i don't know he, what he posted in french but uh but in english i translated to it's very happy to tell you that a project is underway I can't tell you more for the moment, but stay stay tuned. Well, Ron Baker essentially wrote an autobiography about his life, like a kid. That book. was a children's a kid book? book. Yeah, it was a kid's book. I think book. that's about a kid growing up in Kansas, book. and uh, you know. I wonder if it's a book about his groin. Like his groin will be a little animated character. <laughs> be about like the, the struggles of growing up. You know, the struggles of growing up is such a handsome French basketball. <laughs> yeah, it's player a little and, groin yeah. wearing a beret. Yeah. And that groin is the most popular groin in all of Paris, and now the most popular groin in New York City, and that's why his basketball career can never progress. <laughs> we know that's what's happening with the groin. I think it'd make a great story. All right. Today's episode is sponsored also by Betting Gods. Betting Gods is one of the best-known tipster networks across the globe. They represent some of the best tipsters in the business. Now, thanks to them, our listeners can get access to completely free betting tips every day without paying a penny. All you need to do is visit bettinggods.com backslash hardnickslife, and you'll get some great tips every day to help you make some money like Barry's so good at. 
All right. Everybody hears that music. It's time for Mr. Hangin' with Mr. Hooper. Jay Garcia, Jay Parquet. Can we just go back to the J. Edgar Hooper? E.J. Hooper. It's just too much. You've got more nicknames than the number of shows you've even appeared in with us. It's amazing. It's crazy. J. Edgar Hooper with the news in 60 seconds or less. Thank you, Craig. The big news obviously, is that after 133 days, the NBA is back. Okay, Jay. Four I'm going I'm to I'm stop him, you right here because you sound roll, like dude. an idiot. No, <laughs> it sounds doing? awful. Does I was going to use a news voice. It's That's really bad. I'm trying to take in just, the whole segment before I pass judgment. I, I was just That's the to voice you were voice. telling us about? That's that. my newsman voice. I mean, I feel like if we let you go through with this, we're going to lose listeners. Okay, so then I'll just talk. Oh, no. It's fine. You're the one who told me to do a voice. That's a new I didn't know it was going to be this over the top. Maybe we should let it roll this one time. We could always can it next week. Jay, I'm going to leave it up to you. We're starting the clock over right now. Oh, jeez. Wait. No, you got to give me a second then because I was all I was all ready to do it. Now I'm not No, now I'm not going to do, do it. In, do it no, in a stupid voice. Do the, do do the, the voice. stupid voice. No. You, you clearly, you know, you weren't, it wasn't something you wanted. So, I mean, I could, just, I could, let's, we're still grooming else. you. Just be yourself, but be confident for crying okay. out loud. All right. So then why don't you, why don't you give me the, uh, the introduction? All right, everybody, here's that music. It's the news with J. Edgar Hooper. You got 60 seconds. Go. All right. Thanks, Craig. Uh, the big news, obviously, is that for the first time in 133 days, the NBA is back. Scrimmages began yesterday inside the bubble, four games yesterday. For today, I've actually got some audio I'd like to uh, play. Is that okay with the two of you? Yeah, just play yeah. Got some highlights, okay? Hopefully what? this works. This is your gig. Clippers will come back down 4 nothing with 8.5 to go in the first quarter. George pump pick on the right wing, drives down the right alley, bounce pass inside, and give Joe Kim Noah his first bucket as a Clipper. Had home court advantage. If you did finish the season, Carmelo, one of those people who, skinny mellow, yeah, you've been hearing it, going around, they're all over the place, the body looking good, in shape. Back on March 11th, they beat the Nuggets 113 to 97 as Luca lobs it up for Kristaps Porzingis and he throws it down. For Morris on the left wing, surveying his options as Marcus Morris having a career year himself, averaging 17.4 points per game, and give him his first two. All right, there you go. So, uh... This is like a fucking, uh, Christmas Carol, uh, parody right there of, like, Nick Smith's past. All right, that was what? great news with Jay. Edgar I'm, I'm not Hooper. done. I was bringing the energy, and I'm not, I wasn't done. And we were done. about to have some back-and-forth banter. That was yeah, 60 what, seconds or what less. What just happened there? Well, can you, do I at least have time to say that there have been no positive tests inside the bubble as of yet? So that's... That's always a good thing. Nothing. So is far. that that's the clip that you talked about before that you said you were working all day editing? Well, not all day, but it took a little bit of time. I had to find the the footage on YouTube from the games and find out when they scored the baskets. Look look for that footage and cut all that stuff up, make it one thing. It took a little bit of time. That's wow. I'm not a I'm not a professional editor. You could have added some bumpers in between, you know, Noah and Mello. I know, and I know, KP. I know for you know, for next time. But what do you, you mean know, a I, bumper? Like, again, like I, they just like just one rolled into the other. At least give me like something like a so I know one clip was ending and a new one was beginning. You know what I mean? All right, Jay. What else do you have to share with us? I'll um, give you a little more since the fans obviously want you to get some more time. 
said, I just wanted to say the, the no positive test. And then the only other thing is, I don't know if you guys have been uh, paying attention. Uh, Zion has been getting tested every day while he's outside of the bubble. And um, they believe right now the Pelicans think that he might be back in time. So he's ready to come back. Well, what was the family emergency that they say? Uh, I don't think they've said at this point. Um, and then the only other thing is, I don't know if you guys have seen any of these interviews that a lot of the players are giving, where basically they answer every question with talking about the police officers being arrested that murdered Breonna Taylor. Have you seen that? No, that's great, though. Yeah, Jermani Grant, Marcus Smart, a whole bunch of individuals. Basically, every question that they're asked, they give a quick little answer, and then they turn it right right back to that because they, you know, they want to use the platform to, to keep that stuff in the news. All right, guys, that's going to do it for the show today. If you want to reach out to us, it's a hardnextlife at gmail.com. You can follow me on Twitter at hardnextlife. You can follow Barry at Barry Dworkin. You can follow J. Edgar Hooper at J. Edgar Hooper. That's just the letter J. If you want to call us, you can call us. That's right. Same number as always. 516-33-MESH-1. Pick up that phone. And uh, what can they tell us, Craig? You know what? Tell us next week. Wait until the Knicks make their hire. All right, because the rumor is it's coming next week, and you tell us what you think. That's right. When that news breaks, you got, you're going to say to yourself, oh, yeah, that's right. I got to call Hard Knicks Life, 516-33-MESH-1. I got to tell them my initial reaction to this hire. You're going to say they were right about Calipari. Craig was right. It's going to be Calipari. Underneath him, Thibodeau. Underneath him, Atkinson. <laughs> the dream team the of dream coaches. Team. It's going to be unstoppable. Could you imagine? Leon, World Wide West, Calipari, Thibodeau, Atkinson. You're going to say, no, Barry was right. They hired Thibodeau uh, with, with Will Hardy and Jamal Mosley underneath him. Really, let's, let's, let's place the bets right now. Next week at this time, who is it going to be? Jay, I want, I want the, the head coach and two assistants. I say it's Thibodeau, it's Woodson and Miller. I'm going Thibodeau, Will Hardy, and Jamal Mosley. All right, I'm going Thibodeau, Woodson, and Miller, just like Jay. Remember, guys, if you like our show, leave us some five-star ratings. Leave us some reviews, just like this past week. And uh, as always, you get those reviews in of J. Edgar Hooper, and we will start the next show with them. Love those. The worse they are, the better. All right, guys. <laughs> I'm, I just texted you something that we weren't able to use, but I thought it was a good one. Ah! Uh, right? Jay, good, right? before we started recording, you know, we we heard rumors of you wanting to use this news voice, and Barry was trying to think of a like a famous a great, news person, like, famous anchor voice that we could call you. And Barry, I got to be honest, like this should be Jay's new name. <laughs> this is brilliant. Oh, God, name. Guys, Jay Edgar Hooper is officially dead. <laughs> and, and Barry, we got to tweak the last name here to Hooper. We could still keep Hooper. Oh, that's that's true. <laughs> Anderson Cooper, Anderson Hooper, Blanderson You're g- Cooper, Blanderson Hooper. Bla- what? Why Blanderson? Oh, because I'm bland and I have no energy. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine, like, Blanderson Hooper? This week's news with Blanderson Hooper. Jay, <laughs> it's so much better than Jay Edgar Hooper. Although you did come with a little bit more energy tonight, even with. Your personal voice. I don't know. I mean, he's even bland when he's talking about shitting in test tubes. <laughs> well, it's hard to get pumped up about that. All right. Blanderson Hooper. 
Barry motherfucking D. Until next time, it is a hard Nick's life. That's pretty fucking good, Jay. That was good. Pretty good. (laughs) Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.